paralyzed attitude of perpetual juvenile foolishness is just standard fare for so many. So when your teen shows glimpses of wisdom in the midst of their not-so-wise culture, make it a big deal. Even though many kids today are addicted to social media and other forms of digital technology, studies show that mom and dad are still their greatest influence. Read Trace's book, The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill. Find out more at LicensedToParent.org. You know, you see a huge group of people and maybe they're in line to do something and they seem happy about it. You have to wonder, okay, what am I missing? What's going on here? What are these people excited about? Well, in this case, it's thousands of people and they're joining MediShare. Why? Well, MediShare is a much more affordable alternative to health insurance. It's reliable too. It's a well-run community of Christians. They've been sharing each other's medical expenses for more than 30 years. So it's proven. And if you switch you'll likely save hundreds of dollars a month. Most members wind up paying about half what they used to. And you know what? They find they like it better. MediShare's member satisfaction rate is 98%. That's way better than health insurance, as you might imagine. You don't have to pay for things you don't believe in. You get telehealth 24-7. Huge freedom in choosing your doctors. At least check into it. This may be one of those things where you're like, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Why not start saving now? Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. WTRJ, Orange Park, Jacksonville. WAYL, St. Augustine. WATY, Folkestone, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com. This is Max Locato. Forgive me for being the one to tell you, but you're infected. You're a diseased carrier. You have a case of, brace yourself, selfishness. Don't believe me? When you look at a group photo, where do you look? And if you look good, do you like the picture? Do you suffer from clutching hands? Do your fingers ever wrap and close around possessions? And heavy feet? When a car wants to cut in front of you, do you sense a sudden heaviness of foot on the accelerator? Look in your eyes, into your pupils. Do you see a tiny figure, an image of a person, an image of you? The self-centered see everything through self. Their motto, it's all about me. What's the cure for selfishness? Get yourself out of your eye by taking your eye off yourself. Quit staring at the little self and focus on your great savior. This is Max Locato. Hey folks, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Yes, it is Brad Sykes sitting alongside my good brother, Doug McCary, coming to you live on this Monday afternoon. What is it? What is it? Uh, February 20th. Cannot believe it. Yep. It's the 20th. It's hard to believe we're only, we got nine more days because it is, uh, it is a gap year. Yeah. It is a gap year and uh, mark your calendars. Uh, Do you already have, uh, I probably already have appointments on the 29th. In fact, I know I do. I have the the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber uh, luncheon is on the 29th. So oh, that's right. Good it reason is, to remember. It, it is coming up. Uh, <laughs> it in is. In fact, uh, Jeff is your guest Friday or he Thursday is. this week with, uh, I think, uh, one of, uh, he's got somebody come in to do, they're doing the safety seminar. That's for correct. Uh, ECAP, Evangelical Council for Abuse Prevention. So, uh, listen, if you, um, unfortunately, the reality of, uh, 
ministry is there are occasions, unfortunate, uh, where there is abuse. And uh, Jeff Dalrymple, who's the founder of ECAP, is, in fact, I just got off the phone with him. He's out in Houston, and uh, he was in Argentina last week, so the word is getting out. There are things you can do as a ministry to kind of protect yourself and protect, more importantly, those who we're ministering the gospel to. Yeah, and it's it's going to be uh, him and Julie Lowe. Yes. Julie Lowe is her name. And uh, and actually, there was an article, I think, on Baptist Press about the Florida Baptist promoting this mm-hmm. as something that's very helpful. Yeah. Also, I uh, uh, wanted to let people know that uh, last Thursday we had Brian Doyle. We were supposed to have Phil Johnson, who had a, a doctor's appointment that he had to go to if something came up. So he will be uh, there. He will be my guest next week. Next so, Thursday, yeah, not today, yeah, which will be the 29th. Yeah, yes, yeah, it'll be okay. the 29th. Yeah. yeah, um, and then um, but Brian Doyle and Bob Grauman was my guest, and they they're doing Iron Sharpens Iron, which is Saturday, uh, the 24th. Uh, it's going to be at Mandard Presbyterian Church uh, here in Jacksonville. 16 different seminars. And I uh, just want to let you know uh, about that. If you go to the ironsharpensiron.net website, you put in SWAT, S-W-A-T, you get a discount. That's so right. <clears throat> listening to SWAT Radio and, just as a thank you. And so. that is a, a phenomenal conference. Uh, it's one day. That's it. In fact, it's not even a full day. It's till about no, like three it's, o'clock. It's I eight think. to three. Yeah. Yes, not so, even three. Two fifty-five. Yeah, <laughs> they, I mean, they put that down to, I guess, just make a point that they they're gonna get off of <laughs> well, it. Well, Doug, I know you've spoken at several of those. I spoke at the one last year here in Jacksonville. Yeah, and uh, what a, it's a it is a very very uh, solid conference, and I would encourage you, if you have uh, sons or son-in-laws, uh, man, bring them, invite them. Um, it is it is a great time it is and um i i uh, you know brad yesterday was a holiday and um thank you jeremy for getting a last minute feed (laughs) for the uh radio yesterday we uh, replayed mitchell jackson who is from denton texas goes to denton bible church great testimony of uh god taking a life and changing a man i mean he it was a great testimony mm. so we replayed him uh yesterday but i was over actually in tallahassee yesterday getting ready um uh, for some of our listeners you may not know uh, god has uh, given me a platform to reach out into the law enforcement community and so uh, uh i we did we offer faith-based training which is really cool, faith-based training of law enforcement here in the state of Florida. And uh, it's it's a touch point to engage with the law enforcement community, training them in safety and uh, reactive shooting, um, as well as just having a presence there to be available uh, as a chaplain. You know, uh, just because that, that community has gone through so much in the last few years. And... Um, so it's um, it's been a great opportunity. So this Thursday and Friday, you'll be doing Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. you'll be here with Dave. Uh, and then uh, uh, I'll be over in Tallahassee training 
the these uh, people from a state agency. So we do state, local, and federal. This is a state agency, which is this time one of their special response teams and and firearms instructors. So it's really a great opportunity to go into a different arena mm-hmm. as a representative of Jesus who uh, you go, wow, do, does Jesus care about these guys uh, knowing how to shoot? Well, of course he does. They represent justice out in the world. Mm-hmm. They go out and they have to put themselves in harm's way and protect sometimes the vulnerable. And so uh, to me, the best If you want to be the best, well, not just to me, I think even biblically, if you want to be the best minister of justice, you can be as a representative of the, you know, law enforcement community, you need to be a Jesus follower first, right? Yeah. And so, and then uh, you need to do your job with excellence. Yes. And, uh, unfortunately, sometimes, uh, it gets really tough in that community. Uh, you know, they suffer from what, um, uh, my friend Bob Vernon called, uh, the Knights of the Round Table Syndrome. Nobody ever calls you for anything good. Right. Yeah. Every time you get a right. call, it's for something bad. Mm. And when you constantly do that, but you're still a human, you still have a family, you still have issues just like you and me have. We have financial mm-hmm. issues, we have relational issues. And so, except, can you imagine every time you get a call? I mean, you're a realtor, you do yeah. real estate, people call you for good things. Hey, I want to buy a house. Hey, yeah. I want to do this. <clears throat> But what if everybody called you all the time for something bad? Yeah. It would just weigh on you. Absolutely. And so these men and women who are in these communities need, uh, they need people that can uh, pray for them, people that can uh, encourage them and, and point them to Jesus. And that's what I hope to do. Uh, and, and the guys that do it with me. So uh, I would Could have, you have ever imagined years ago when you were training for this kind of stuff that no, God would use that? No, had no idea. But you know, this is the thing: God, God knows what He's doing. That's right. He, I mean, when He took me through the Marine Corps, He knew. When He took me through the FBI, He knew. He knew exactly what He was going to do, and um, and I'm I'm grateful to be able to take truth into that arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Amen. Yeah, Amen. So it, it really is a great thing. So well, I'm thankful that you're doing that. Obviously, we we're thankful for any of those who are serving our communities in that capacity and uh, they need our prayers. Well, you know, and Brad, you guys uh, at the chamber did an event uh, this past, was it January, right? No, it was it was November. 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 Uh, for mm-hmm. that community right. that I got to be a part of and actually saw some guys there that I'd trained, yeah. <laughs> which was really kind of good from St. John's County. So, um, it, again, it is just a great place to be able to uh, be in what I call or what the state calls a faith-based initiative. And kudos to Ron uh, DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, because he has a guy who is in charge of faith-based operations, faith-based groups. And I got a chance to meet with him. You got to see Eric? Yeah, Yeah. Eric. And, you know, we were talking about this because there's faith-based initiatives in prison ministry and helping the homeless and Mm -hmm. a lot of different, helping uh, refugees, but there's not one for law enforcement training. Hmm. There, I mean, there was just nobody. I mean, he just said, to be honest, nobody's thought of that. Yeah. And so it, it's just a great thing to me. I like, I like, I've always had this, uh, not entrepreneurial, but what I call pioneering 
aspect. That's why I love going to Russia to some of these hard to reach places where people had never gone. Mm. You, it's it's rare in our culture where you get to go into an area, and it's listen. They have chaplains, uh, they have uh, other things, but the chaplains aren't teaching them how to shoot. How cool is it to be a chaplain who teaches them how to shoot? You Man, know? You, you are motivating me, Doug. I, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, not think of all. And if you're listening, think of all the areas uh, of men, all the opportunities of ministry mm-hmm. uh, for all the all of you who are listening, whatever field you're in. I, I'm What's in your the, area of expertise? I, I'm, in the, I'm in, the, in the world of real estate. Now, mm-hmm. I do a lot of other things, but there is not a gathering of real estate agents <laughs> that are being equipped there are opportunities to sharpen our skills for sure yeah but what if those skills were being sharpened in light of the gospel uh, mm-hmm. in light of faith knowing that god has equipped you to do this particular work not just so that you can earn a paycheck but that you would do the work that god has called you to do well Leighton ford um who is billy graham's brother-in-law um helped me Help me get some ideas in this arena because uh, when when I first met Leighton, he was doing what what he called affinity group evangelism with Lon Allison, who had been on our program before. Lon's in the church triumphant now; he's with, with mm-hmm. Jesus. But um, but but they did these affinity group outreaches where instead of just doing a big crusade in a stadium, they would have an event in a community several events they would have a tennis tournament they would have um they would have a a reading club they would do like seven or eight events Hmm. that you could invite your friends to and everybody was told up front this is being sponsored by a christian organization and they're doing this as a way to bless our community and bring our community together but they also have an important message for us and the gospel was always shared in those different events well you know, talking through Leighton uh, or with Leighton and thinking about it, that's how I got involved in getting Bob Vernon, who was the assistant chief of police of Los Angeles, to go to Russia with me and do a law enforcement conference over there. And we got a chance to speak and share the gospel with generals in the Russian equivalent of the FBI and and these upper level leaders who had been atheists their whole life. They've been motivated by power and share the gospel with them, give them Bibles. We did that multiple times. John Mazel did the same thing in the business community because his background was business. And so it's just taking those things that God has given you in your background, leveraging them for his glory to go out and use it as a platform as what I call touch points in your community. And, mm-hmm. and, and especially in the area of law enforcement, there's just been a tough few years for these guys, and it's tough out there. I'll it just tell tough. you, it's <clears throat> very tough. Yeah, it is tough. So, anyway, well, as and I, uh, maybe we have time to jump into it when we come back from the break. But you and I, well, I haven't seen you in over a week. I know. <clears throat> and uh, you and I, in fact, our last uh, gathering was at uh, the um, movie The Chosen. Uh, what is that? Season four. Or season episode one through three, yes. And matter of fact, and and I want to come back maybe and we can talk about what. Uh, well, 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 we here's the thing, Brad. <laughs> uh, we I know we got to go to break, but I, I I really thought about it, and I next week 
I'm taking the whole week next week to devote to the issue of discernment mm, good and and how good. we deal with error and and I think this is an area that we all um, as and I mean we the church struggle with in our country because of cancel culture because of uh, tolerance re, re being redefined and so uh, the only thing I will say today is next week, I will will address this issue of the chosen because I want to go through Mark. We only have two days mm-hmm. today and tomorrow to get through Mark. But next week, we're going to talk the whole week about this issue of uh, the discernment and, and specifically with this series, the chosen, because we've had Dallas on here a couple of times. Right. And I feel really compelled to share with everybody what we're going to share with next week. Yeah, good, good. Hey, listen, glad you tuned in today. If you want to call this afternoon, 844-777-7928 is the number. You can email us your questions and comments to ask at SWATradio.com. I hope you'll stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. 91FM, the truth. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Doug and Brad here on this uh, Monday afternoon. Great tune as we come in the song Brothers by Need to Breathe. Always an opportunity for me to plug the SWAT Bible studies. If you are not currently in a Bible study with men, uh, let me encourage you. And and I know a lot of churches have good men's ministries, and we're thankful. But if you're not in a Bible study where you're opening God's Word and and you're working through expository, you know, as you're going verse by verse through the books, um, man, come come join us. We'd love to have you. And you can go to uh, SWATradio.com, click on the meetings tab. You'll see the various locations that we meet. And it's always better in person. Well, yeah. And last week on Zoom, by the way, we had people from Zoom last week from Arizona, South Florida, uh, Georgia, and... Uh, Tampa. So, well, so, so from West Palm, from Tampa, Georgia, Arizona, we had 19 people on Zoom last week. That's the most we've ever had mm-hmm. since, um, 
COVID. At one time on COVID, we had That's 100. Right. You couldn't even see anybody because everybody's faces were so small. I remember that. Do you remember that? <laughs> that's crazy. Busy. Yep. But anyway, uh, that's Thursday night. Uh, you have to have a link to that so you can send me uh, an email at Doug at SWATradio.com, and I'm happy to send you a link to join us for that particular one. Well, we are in the Gospel of Mark, and we only have two days. Normally, we take Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday and go through what we taught at SWAT last week during the Bible study. And so last week, we looked at Jesus Messiah, kind of our response to that. Uh, And in this particular text, verses uh, actually 21 through 35, um, we covered verse 21 last week, but we're going to start there again this week and go all the way through the end of the chapter. By the way, Brad, we're finishing chapter two (laughs) in less than a month. So you mean chapter three, I mean, chapter three. Yeah, I'm sorry. Chapter three in less than a month. You know, it took us a whole semester to get through from September to December to get through chapter one, but we've gone through two chapters now. So we're on a roll. Let's extrapolate that. Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll be in this for a while. No. Yeah. Well, well, uh, chapter four will take us a little while. Well, and we're going to take a break, (laughs) like I said, next week. But uh, if you just joined us, if you haven't been here for any of the mark if you're just turned on the radio or and just are hearing it for the first time one of the key parts of the gospel is mark of mark is verse one where it starts with the beginning of the gospel of jesus christ the son of god and the word gospel there is the greek word euangelion and that word means a king uh, has been coronated, a new king has been coronated, a new king has been born, or a king has won a great military victory. The word means good news or announcement. It's kind of like a call to the city to come listen to some news. And that word, gospel or euangelion, was actually used only for those three instances. So that's a key part of understanding as you read through the gospel. When Jesus declared in verse 1, the kingdom of heaven is here, he's saying, I'm Messiah, and the euangelion, he preached the euangelion as he preached that message. He's a new king who's being coronated. He's a new king who was uh, winning this great military victory over Satan, and the time is now. And so as we looked at chapter 1, Uh, it's not just about forgiveness of your sin. That's certainly a part of it, but it's about a new life embracing the rule and the reign of Jesus over your sin and over your life. Jesus called people to repent, which means a change of mind about your leadership of your life. It's not just a change of mind about something, whether it's a sin or not. Brad, that's what I grew up thinking. Mm. Okay, this is a sin, and I didn't think it was a sin. No, all sin is rebellion against God's leadership, right? Yeah. And so it's a change of mind about who leads your life. It's a change of heart about allowing him to take his rightful place. And then it's a change of direction, surrendering your self-rule to Jesus' rule, and you trust him for the forgiveness which results in a changed life. The changed life Mm. doesn't bring forgiveness. Forgiveness leads to the changed life. That's right. 
And so um, there is no Christian life without repentance. And a lot of people treat that word as a bad word, but he called people to it. And then he says, believe. And we looked at that word believe, which means to believe to the extent of complete reliance and trust. And so um, we, and then he says, follow me. And he called the disciples to follow him. And we saw how God revealed uh, that the priority of, of Jesus as Messiah was to preach. It wasn't to heal. It was to preach and clarify what that euangelion of the kingdom of God was. And so we do see healing, but all those healings were to uh, uh, authenticate that he was Messiah. And so we see him heal a leper. And, um, you know, when the leper was healed, no Jewish leper had ever been healed. Naaman was healed in the Old Testament. But there was a court of lepers in the temple that when the Messiah came, there was going to be healing of leprosy, and those people could go into that court to authenticate to the the priest what Moses commanded them to do in that day that the Messiah would come. And then we saw him heal a paralytic in chapter 2. This was a man desperate to meet Jesus, and he couldn't get there on his own. His friends had to bring him. He couldn't make it. He couldn't get there without help. And Jesus saw him and says, your sins are forgiven. And when we see these two, by the way, when the religious leaders heard him say that, they went berserk. They go, wait a minute, only mm-hmm. God can forgive sins. So that's a messianic statement when he says your sins are forgiven. And they got upset and he says, so that you know I have the authority to do that, rise, take up your bed and walk. And this paralytic rose and walked. Jesus healed him. And so the healing of the um, leper and the paralytic are two physical manifestations of what God wants to do spiritually because the next thing we see is we see Jesus call Levi and Levi was spiritually what the leper and what the paralytic were physically he 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 was sitting at his tax booth he wasn't going following Jesus he was sitting at his tax booth following the God of his heart, which was money. And Jesus came into his world and said, follow me. And at that moment, the spirit pulled back the veil, let Matthew see who Jesus was, strengthen him to say yes, and he started following him. And and so we see in Matthew the spiritual of what we saw physically in the, the leper and the paralytic. And the thing that's great is Matthew didn't go to evangelism classes or get any kind of training. He just goes and gets all his friends. So you got to meet this guy. Mm-hmm. And evangelism is natural when we're in a vibrant, and that was certainly vibrant at that time. He was yes. very grateful. And that's another thing. The more grateful we are for what Christ has done in our life, we tend to be more uh, outreach oriented looking to help others mm-hmm. it's when we get prideful when we start thinking well i deserve to be here matthew knew he didn't deserve to be yeah. there and so he goes and gets all his friends which really upset the pharisees and the religious leaders and and they they start basically we see the pharisees start becoming center stage as they move jesus towards the cross and they start picking on his disciples accusing them of violating the Sabbath. And they didn't really violate God's 
part of the Sabbath, his law. They violated their traditions. And Jesus spoke very clearly and said, I'm Lord of the Sabbath. Again, another messianic statement. And and so at that point, Jesus heals a guy in the synagogue of a withered hand on the Sabbath, and it really irritated them because he put them on the spot uh, asking them, is it good? Is it good to you know? Is it better to do good on the Sabbath or to do evil? Well, that's a no-win question for them. Right. And so uh, they begin to collude with the Herodians to destroy Jesus. And last week on the radio, we talked about Jesus withdrawing from the religious professionals. We saw him going, and he called his twelve men, who he empowered to go be his representatives, and and proclaim his deity to people. And we saw how he had control over who he invites to come into his family. Mm-hmm. He, he chose these apostles to be the one. And um, this week in this text we're looking at today, we see that those religious leaders start attributing his work to Satan. We see his family try to take him home. They try to come and rescue him because they're concerned possibly about a crucifixion because he's upsetting the Romans uh, or stoning because he's and they're saying he's being blasphemous. And so as we we kind of work through the text today, we're going to look at three things. And C.S. Lewis wrote a book called Mere Christianity. And in it, he he it's it, I think it's got a subheading Lord Liar or Lunatic or, or there's a section in the book about that. And he said, those are the three options to Jesus. He's not a good man. If you don't believe he's Messiah, he's not a good man. And he lays out why. Well, in this text today, God reveals the three responses that he talked about. One, those that believe he's deranged. In this case, it's his family. Two, those who believe he's demonic or a liar, Satan being the father of lies. And um, and then three, those that believe he is divine, the Lord. There's a small group around him that are around him and there's a, a a cool hermeneutical thing that the writers do or God does through the writers in this text that that kind of contrast his earthly family and his spiritual family. And so we're going to look at that today specifically we're going to get into the the his family thinking he's deranged and and we'll start to get in the part of the religious leaders believing he's demonic. So um, when we come back, I'll have you read. If people want, they can get their Bibles ready and go to Mark 3, uh, verses 21. We're going to read 21 through 30, uh, 34 today. <clears throat> well, if you're if you're new to SWAT, maybe you uh, are just tuning in, as Doug said. As far as I know, this is the only live broadcast that exposits the word live, that we're yeah. just doing this live. You're always... Welcome to call if you have a question about anything, 844-777-7928. If you have any questions or comments, you don't want to call, email us at ask at SWATradio.com. I uh, unfortunately was unable to make the Bible study last week, so I'm just going to soak this up today (laughs) and tomorrow. So, hey, glad you tuned in. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break.
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Alabama Supreme Court ruling that frozen embryos created during fertility treatment should be considered children under state law. The decision was issued in a pair of wrongful death cases brought by couples who had frozen embryos destroyed in an accident at a fertility clinic. Justices said an 1872 state law allowing parents to sue over the death of a minor child applies to all unborn children regardless of their location. In a concurring opinion, Alabama Chief Justice Tom Parker quoted the Bible and said even before birth, all human beings bear the image of God. Correspondent Greg Clugston reporting. Also at SRNews.com, GOP presidential hopeful Nikki Haley says she's the only presidential candidate who's actually addressing the issues that Americans care about. I'm talking about the millions of students who don't know how to read or do basic math. The families who can't afford groceries, much less a first home. The total lawlessness on our southern border. Haley addressing supporters at a campaign rally in Greenville, South Carolina, earlier this afternoon. The Kremlin has rejected claims by the widow of Russian dissident Alexei Navalny that her husband was killed by Russian President Vladimir Putin. Putin's spokesperson, Dmitry Peskov, rejected the charges of Yulia Navalnaya, calling them insolent and unfounded. In the video released a day earlier, Navalnaya also said that officials' refusal to hand over his body to his mother was part of a cover-up. She suggested her husband might have been killed with a Novichok-style nerve agent. I'm Karen Chamas. And on Wall Street, stocks are off to a very weak start at the beginning of a holiday-shortened week. The Dow is down 93 points, and the Nasdaq is losing 229 points. This is SRN News. You know, you see a huge group of people, and maybe they're in line to do something, and they seem happy about it. You have to wonder, okay, what am I missing? What's going on here? What are these people excited about? Well, in this case, it's thousands of people, and they're joining MediShare. Why? Well, MediShare is a much more affordable alternative to health insurance. It's reliable, too. It's a well-run community of Christians. They've been sharing each other's medical expenses for more than 30 years, so it's proven. And if you switch, you'll likely save hundreds of dollars a month. Most members wind up paying about half what they used to. And you know what? They find they like it better. MediShare's member satisfaction rate is 98%. That's way better than health insurance, as you might imagine. You don't have to pay for things you don't believe in. You get telehealth 24-7. Huge freedom in choosing your doctors. At least check into it. This may be one of those things where you're like, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Why not start saving now? Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Expect some delays because of a crash on the East Beltway, 295 northbound before Butler Boulevard. Also, there's a broken-down vehicle on the East Beltway, 295 southbound at Merrill Road. And there's a broken-down vehicle on I-95 northbound at State Road 9B. Clear tonight, low 39, Wednesday sunny, high 65. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker 
Hey, folks, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug working our way through uh, Mark's gospel. We're in Mark chapter 3, looking at verses 21 through 35 today and tomorrow. And uh, Yeah, do you do you mind uh, yeah, just me, reading that? that yeah. I want... I want him to read it. We're we're really just going to come in and focus in. In fact, we'll probably just focus in today on the fact of what his family said because I think it's 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 pretty significant. And then we may get into the 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 religious leaders. But uh, go ahead and read uh, twenty one all the way through uh, thirty five. Yeah, it says, "And the scribes who came down." I'm sorry, verse twenty one. And when his family heard it. They went out to seize him, for they were saying, He is out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, He is possessed by Beelzebul, and by the prince of demons he cast out the demons. And he called to him, and he called them to him, and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. Verse 27, But no one can can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. Verse 28, truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they were saying, he has an unclean spirit. Verse 31, and his mother and his brothers came and standing outside they sent to him and called him. And a crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. And he answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. These are the words of God. Um we, we talked about verse 21 last week, uh, kind of at the end about, um, if you, if you follow Jesus, people in your own family may think you're out of your mind. We, mm-hmm. we was kind of what we talked about, but here that this is his family that you got to remember his family lived in Nazareth. He lived in Capernaum. That was his base of operations with his disciples. His family was from Nazareth, his brothers, his, that's where they, they lived. And we don't hear anything about his father, his father, other than when they went back to the temple to get him. After that, you don't hear a lot mm-hmm. about Joseph. So uh, many people believe he passed away and and Jesus was the oldest, obviously. Um, and so when Jesus started his ministry, he moved the base of operations to Capernaum. But they would have heard uh, those areas are all up there and they word would have gotten back. This, especially because he was healing people, casting out demons and that kind of thing. And it says in verse 21, when his family heard, they went to seize him. The word seize there is like the word arrest. And they were, they said in that, that first God said, he's out of, they said he's out of his mind. So they set out to stop him. Now this is really, 
interesting if you stop and think about it. So often we don't think about the what I call the everyday realities of life like that was there. Can you first of all, can you imagine having Jesus as your brother? No. <laughs> no. I mean it's hard enough sitting in the booth with you. <laughs> well, no, I mean I'm just saying if you if you yeah. have a brother mm-hmm. whose perfection like his every response, he never sinned. There was never, even when you were mean to him, his responses were good. Mm-hmm. Even when you tried to belittle the human nature, when he encountered it, his responses were always good. He, he was yep. sinless, right? And I have to believe with all my heart that Mary, his mother, and Joseph, uh, who functioned as his earthly father, even though we know he was he was born in the Holy Spirit, had to have talked to the brothers and sisters about him. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, there had to be, because they knew, the angels came to them, that, you know, they were related to John the Baptist who was preaching about him. And so what's interesting is in uh, chapter uh Uh, seven of john john seven five it says his brothers did not believe they were trying to goad him to go to the temple and do miracles and prove who he was to everybody but it says they didn't believe so his brothers did not believe he was messiah and even over in mark chapter six which we haven't got to yet over in mark six verse three Jesus goes back to his hometown and he's in the synagogue on the Sabbath. And it was very common. If you had a traveling preacher or a visitor, even as just an elder in the city or a male uh, who went to the synagogue, often they would ask you to read and then you would come in the way they did their service. It's not like today. The guy gets up and preaches for 30 minutes. They read whatever the Torah reading is for that day. And then they would kind of exposit it a little bit. And then there would be discussion. Jesus goes back there and it says he began to teach. And it says many who heard him were astonished saying, where did this man get these things? How were these mighty works done by his hands? Isn't this the carpenter, Mm -hmm. the son of Mary uh, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas and Simon and are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And here's what's inter- here's what's great, what Jesus says. He said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. And he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and he healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. So here's Jesus' brothers and sisters for 30 years or ever how long they had been on the earth when they grew up, they saw him as just a human. They saw him. They may have heard, but they never saw any miraculous acts. They just saw a human. And now at the age of 30, 31, right around that time frame, he starts casting demons out, healing people, and saying he's Messiah. And somehow or other, uh, it says in verse 31, when his mother and brothers came, so Mary came with his brothers and sisters. They came together. A little intervention here. Yeah. And so notice what it says in verse 31. They were standing outside. 
That's what Tommy calls a hermeneutical clue because in verse 32, it said there was a crowd sitting around him, but his family, his earthly family was standing outside. This is his physical earthly family. They stayed outside. They sent to him. They called him to come to them. They, they thought he was crazy and deranged. He needs an intervention. Now, if you're a mom out there, you know it, you, the, the safety of your child, even when they're older, rises to a very high level in your priority list. And for Mary, for 30 years of his life, she saw him as human. Even though she knew what the angel said, she saw the wisdom when he was at the temple and he said, I got to be about my father's business. Um, but no miracles. And now at 30, these things are happening and thoughts of probably the Roman Romans going to think he's trying to create a revolution because that's what the Rome, the Jewish people wanted, right? The Jewish people wanted that. And, and so she's there with the brothers to get him. And, and yet there's a crowd there. And when they say, Hey, your mother and brothers are outside. Notice his response. Who are my mother and brothers? Now, clearly God in his word here is showing a contrast between the spiritual family that's right there at his side and the earthly family that's outside. The spiritual family takes priority over your bloodlines. That is not easy for us to handle in this Mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. We elevate the physical many, many times. In fact, uh, Often, I, I, I know early in ministry, I saw that with a lot. Now, again, this doesn't mean you disregard your physical family, but Jesus is making a statement here of the priority. These are my family, those who do the will of God. And they're obviously pursuing him. Yes, they are. And, and so there's no special privileges for Mary or, or Jesus' brothers here because they're of the same family earthly that he is and uh, mary was not sinless and um you know uh, contrary to what some people believe uh, a lot of people don't even know where that belief came from but the the roman catholic church invented the doctrine of what's called the immaculate conception uh in 1854 through a papal bull that said Mary was without stain of original sin. And Mary was sinful. Uh, She was godly and blessed, Mm -hmm. obedient, uh, but she had sin in her life. Jesus was the only human ever to not Mm -hmm. sin. And and so when we come back, we'll kind of follow up with that a little bit, and then people can call if they want. Yeah, give us a call, 844-777-7928. 844-777-SWAT. We're going to take a quick break and be right back to take your calls. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. 
You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, in Folkestone at 91.3. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing back. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be all right. right Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon. Glad you tuned in. Again, we'll take your calls at 844-777-7928. You can email us at ask at SWATradio.com if you have any questions or comments. Doug, good to be back, brother. Yeah, it is. And I I, want to go back. As we were going out, I mentioned, I threw this out there, and some people listening may not know this. You may have known it. You may not know where it came from. But um, the, the, the Roman Catholic Church invented the doctrine of the Immaculate Conception um, because they were saying that Mary, from her conception, was preserved free from all stain of original sin. That is, she didn't have a sin nature. Um. But that's not biblical. That is a papal bull issued that, not the Bible. And, um, you know, Jesus was without stain of sin. And he, the sin nature was passed from man to woman. I mean, through woman into the seed when the seed. That's why Jesus Immaculate conception was so important because no man impregnated Mary. Mm -hmm. It was the Holy Spirit that put that child, Jesus, who was 100% human and 100% God in her. So the virgin-born Jesus was free from sin, but but Mary didn't have to be because she just carried him in Mm -hmm. the womb. Uh, I mean— think you know to teach that mary uh was sinless would contradict um other things like well first of all there's no place in the bible that it ever even hints at that but there are many statements about jesus sinlessness but nobody else is that that kind of stuff said about so um uh, and if you hold to mary being sinless um it's a slippery slope because uh, you're you're saying that there was somebody who was sinless other than Jesus, and I, and and that's where this kind of error goes in, and and 
it's just really dangerous to in fact you can't you can't believe it's just not biblical it's wrong and uh and so that's the problem when you start having extra biblical revelation when mm-hmm. somebody beyond the revelation uh that was that we have was kind of um authenticated by the early church uh as now uh, added to um so when somebody and and that's the problem with these papal bulls that happen throughout time people treat that stuff with the same authority as scripture and you can't do that isn't that the beauty of christianity is we have the bible mm-hmm. to anchor our minds in yes you know it's not changing based on who is sitting in some seat of authority mm-hmm. you know that we have god's word yes it's inerrant yeah and and the other thing that dismisses the scriptures that we have or or taints them or distorts them is the roman catholic church also teaches that mary remained a virgin for her entire life even after jesus was born um and and they believe in her perpetual virginity uh despite the fact that she had more kids yeah and they believe that she has this they tr- they call her the queen of heaven, which is a dangerous thing because that's a that's an idolic thing in the Old Testament uh, reference there, um, and they believe she has a a special cloaks access to Jesus, um, but here Jesus makes it clear who is my family, those who do the will of God, and uh, that's why this is an important text because uh, what they teach is nowhere taught in Scripture. Uh, you know, um, it, it almost almost communicates that sex within the context of marriage is sinful. For her to have had sex with mm. Joseph would have made her sinful, and it it, it would not have. Right. Um, she would not have. <laughs> it would it would have not tainted her in any way to do that. Um, but it's just based on their teaching that she's the queen of heaven. Uh, so, um, anyway, uh, that, that kind of stuff is out there and we can't, we, we really can't, uh, endorse it. We need to call it out for what it is. It's just not biblical. It's not true. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, this will get a little bit to our discussion for next week on uh, discernment. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the whole thing on discernment, Brad, is really important because, um, we live in a time where, church leaders and Bible teachers. Um, and I, I just go back even to Alistair Begg and this is why what we're going to be talking about next week is so important because it, it doesn't matter how faithful you've been. If we say or teach something that's in error, we need to own it and we need to, we need to own it and we need to, um, repent, repent. Yeah. 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 Well, and, you know, and, and not that we can discuss this next week as David and I were talking on Friday about the he gets us commercials, you know, that everybody's in a freak out mode about those commercials. Yeah. But the reality is that you need discernment to understand mm-hmm. if you don't know the word of God and if you have adopted the, the language of a culture like ours, mm-hmm. that if we are discerning and we're I'll use the word critical toward error. 
that's considered hate. Yeah. You know, Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. Well, absolutely true. (laughs) But just because we point out error doesn't mean we're being hateful. That's right. That's, That's exactly right. And, you know, this whole idea of error with Mary, again, it started off with the papal bull in 1854 so 1850 years after or let's say let's just say let's say 1800 and you know i don't know um somewhere around uh 1600 years prior or maybe you know 1550 prior to the or after the bible was kind of not ratified but you know kind of everybody goes okay this is what we're recognizing as the, the the apostles' testimony and the 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 true Bible, um, um, they come up with this, and I told you it's a slippery slope. And now they are saying uh, the Roman Catholic Church, and not in all areas, but in some areas, uh, that Mary is a co-redeemer with Christ. In fact, they they teach that Mary participates in the redemption process. Um, and, and the grace to be redeemed can only uh, be granted by Jesus, but through the intercession of Mary. Um, and, and, and that when we pray, we've got to go through Mary. That's not just a slippery slope. That's a, yeah, that's a, it's a a drop off. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it, it just now now you're getting into um, diluting the doctrine of Jesus as the Redeemer. You're 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 adding to that or and diluting it, and um, pretty soon it's just going to be all you need is Mary. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it is fraught with all kind of issues. And like I said, that Queen of Heaven. Um, you know, the queen of heaven reference is over in Jeremiah and I, I, I've talked about it before. Um, it was, there, there was, a, a Babylonian goddess they worshiped that was called the queen of heaven. And so I, I don't know. It, it's, it's a really slippery, slippery, slippery slope. You don't want to go down. No, definitely so, not. Definitely not. Um, and, and again, I have people I know that, have have been uh they would they would say born again catholic people um i just really caution you you know theology is important you can't discount theology as it Mm -hmm. relates to jesus Uh, we don't get to redefine the truth of god and that's what we're going to be looking at uh, this week at the bible study we're going to be talking about um discernment uh, uh, tomorrow gosh it's tomorrow brad i, I forgot <laughs> i was thinking today was monday but it's uh tomorrow oh, that's right it is yeah it is Wait. tomorrow's wednesday and, i've been uh, calling it monday yeah yeah to- Sorry about today's that, tuesday and, i gotta own it uh, yeah so tomorrow we are we are going to be looking at the book of second timothy and why it's so important is second timothy was written from paul to basically his protege to, his child to, in the faith yeah his child in the faith and and the exhortation in Second Timothy, this is Paul's swan song. It's his last words, pretty much, to Timothy about the church and about truth 
and about how to fight for the truth. And so in, in Second Timothy, he really lays out that, hey, Timothy, this is worth fighting for mm-hmm. here. And these are the things that you need to be focusing on. Yeah. These need to be your priorities. So. He tells Timothy to guard the good deposit yes. that's been entrusted to you. Yeah. You know, we think of, think about that. And the deposit is God's word. 